This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Time for a break from it all? Visit Orlando, Florida with loved ones, or leave them at home and come alone. There are luxury vacation homes near Disney World to rent by the night, the week, or the month. Vacation to Florida Vacation Rentals offers condos, townhomes, and four- to eight-bedroom pool homes in five-star resorts that feature golf courses, water parks, restaurants, spas, and much more. Staying in a Vacation to Florida home will change the way you vacation forever. Their homes feature swimming pools, hot tubs, billiards, game rooms, home theaters, free Wi-Fi, gorgeous views, and so much more. You'll love staying in a Vacation to Florida home because it's professionally managed and maintained. Just log on to VacationToFlorida.com. That's Vacation, the number two, Florida.com. Or download the app and be able to book your next day right in the palm of your hands. The Vacation to Florida app provides you with the best attractions and entertainment, top restaurants in the area, as well as live calendar events. Come stay with VacationToFlorida.com or download the app in your app store. Stand by, and here we are. You don't think it should panic? Matters. <laughs> no, really? No, that, that was totally appropriate. Overreaction. Totally appropriate. Every reaction is the same as any other reaction. There's <laughs> no difference in reactions. So we learned today. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Yes. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's uh, Pat and Stu. Uh, the um, there's more details on the Hillary email saga. She uh, she used a homebrew computer system to send messages. So she hooked up like her own server and then uh, started sending e- emails. This is a woman who desperately wanted her email separated from the governmental system. Uh, and as part of an administration that's the most transparent in history, what are the chances? What are the odds of that? So, uh, wh- so, so long. You know? Those are long odds, man, because this, on every other issue, this administration has been crystal clear transparent. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, like clear as vodka. Like looking through this glass of soda uh, right here. Look, look through that. No, you can see my eye right now, right? No, you can see my Pat, eye. It's actually not. That's transparent how clear at all. it is. That's how transparent they are. It's amazing. Mm. There is transparent, transparent ice in there, but that doesn't actually help. No, not the when process. the not when the cola mm. is all around. It's weird. Mm. Uh, the computer server that transmitted and received Hillary Clinton's emails on a private account she used exclusively for official. Think about this. Think about what you'd have to do. <clears throat> she, her emails were on a private account that she used. A private account that she used exclusively for official business when she was Secretary of State. Why would you do that? There's no reason. Trace back to an Internet service registered to her in the family's home There's in no Chappaqua, according to Internet records reviewed by the Associated <laughs> uh, Press. Wow. A highly unusual practice of a cabinet-level official physically running her own email would have given Clinton, the presumptive Democratic presidential candidate, impressive control over limiting access to her message archives. Hmm, shocking. It also distinguished Clinton's uh, secretive email practices as far more sophisticated than some politicians, including Mitt Romney and Sarah Palin, who were caught conducting official business using free email services offered by Microsoft and Yahoo. Uh, And the reason why, by the way, Sarah Palin was caught doing that was because she was hacked by somebody who wanted to read her emails. Um, Mm -hmm. That's at least how most people know about it. Most Internet users uh, rely on professional outside companies such as Google, 
uh, blah, blah, blah. Most cases, individuals who operate their own email servers are technical experts or users so concerned about issues of privacy and surveillance they take matters into their own hands. It was not immediately clear exactly where Clinton ran that computer system. And The Blaze has a story, five things uh, you need to know about Hillary Clinton's State Department emails. If I may be, a, a, I think it's an AP report that The Blaze has printed. It's like being a tad critical of it, though. Why did Clinton use a personal email account? There's no simple answer. Yes, there is. She was trying to hide what she did. She didn't want people looking at what she did. She didn't want people to see those emails. She didn't want people to judge them later on. She didn't want to be uh, have stuff on record about Benghazi and other scandals, any scandal that could pop up, because she knows uh, this could happen. We talked to, you know, she's not she's not alone in the idea that you you feel nervous about people seeing your emails. We talked about um, we talked to Michael Chertoff. From um, uh, uh, from he was the uh, was he um, I'm trying to think of his he was in the Bush administration it was not it wasn't defense secretary he was uh, secretary of homeland security and uh, he told us he never used email never right didn't use it same thing with John Ashcroft uh, who was the guy uh, who was uh, what was he God, it's been a while. These Bush names are all melting together to me right now. Attorney General. Attorney General, that's right. Mm -hmm. um, and he was the same thing. Uh, don't use email. Never yeah. use it. And you know what? That's, uh, I don't know, how we all survived for a couple hundred years in this country. And now, by the way, human right. <laughs> human right. Uh, even though some of our top officials don't even use it. And, you know, it was the same but thing with... You're, you're going to have us believe that Hillary had this separate server for e her email for purposes that weren't above board? Yes, that is exactly what I'm telling for security you. reasons, and she was able to communicate New. at a higher level with this server. That's no. so funny. And it was ClintonEmail.com was, the, uh, was the, the, the address. Clinton, you know, something HDR22 at ClintonEmail.com. Again, like, this is the type <laughs> of thing. We were, how many times have we been it's mocked fantastic. about even looking at Benghazi? Well, we know all the facts. It's been investigated. Has it? We don't even see, we haven't even seen her emails about it. We don't we don't know what uh, what she's been saying. We, we we don't know what she's deleted off of this private server. We have no freaking idea, mm -hmm. no idea. And uh, here we are. The only reason we find out about it is because of these investigations. By the way, we wouldn't even have known about it. So to, to anyone who says, "Well, the big Gazi, uh, you know, didn't get get to anything," it got to this. It got to the point that we know the Secretary of State was hiding emails from us. That's unbelievable. And point number two is, did, did she actually violate the law? Um, there's no ban on government employees setting up and, and using private email accounts. But using those accounts for government business is allowed only if the official retains a copy of each record on her official account or forwards a copy within 20 days. She didn't do that. So, no. yes, it's illegal. Mm -hmm. It's illegal what she was doing. The law requiring those steps was signed by Barack Obama in November 2014, but that's two years after she left the State Department. So I don't try to argue that. Yeah. Again, this is supposed to be the most transparent uh, administration in history. So at the very least, she's obviously violating the spirit of what she was supposed to be doing. Um, and there have been other secretaries who have used um, private email accounts. Some, you know, a lot of times, like you might be, I mean, you, you know, if you have an iPhone, for example, you send an email, you don't even, I don't even know what email I'm sending it from half the time. They do put it on the screen, but I don't bother looking at it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like sometimes when I work, if I'm like all the emails come into one box. 
So whatever you click mm -hmm. on, it responds mm -hmm. to whatever one that came from. Like, I, I, I don't even notice it. So it's possible there could be mistakes and things like that. That's not what this is. She, she went through, she basically made herself into an IT person and set up her own freaking email server at her house. Mm -hmm. This is not normal activity. It's specifically designed to try to obscure investigations, to thwart uh, Freedom of Inf Information Act requests, to go around the typical things we have set up for us to understand what's going on with our government. Because Hillary Clinton believes she's above that. You're stupid. You'll ask stupid questions, and she doesn't want to answer your stupid questions. So she gets to do what she wants. She's Hillary Clinton. Yeah. So point number three, who is she emailing? Without access to the email? Yeah, we don't know. That's <laughs> great. Hey, we don't know. Aides say she was in regular communication with about 100 people at the State Department, but her address was not widely known within, a, in, within the department. White House spokesman Josh Earnest wouldn't say whether Obama ever emailed Clinton, but expected that others in the White House did. Uh, who has her emails now? Last year, she provided the State Department 55,000 pages of emails. She did so at the request of the department, which also asked, other former uh, secretaries for records that should be preserved. But we don't. I mean, <clears throat> how many did she leave out? Yeah, I mean, obviously you choose the ones you want people of course, to see. Of course, of course. When you have a private email server at your house, you're able to do that. No one else is able to do that. Yeah. But when you set things up like that, you can, ah, well, this one makes me look bad. And I'm not going to send that one. That one's been deleted, unfortunately. Uh, are Clinton's emails subject to the Freedom of Information Act? In theory, but not in practice. Under the law, emails Clinton wrote and sent about official business as Secretary of State are part of the public record and available to anyone who requested copies under the U.S. FOIA. But since Clinton effectively retained control over emails in a private account, the government would, not, would have to negotiate with Clinton to turn over any messages that can't be retrieved from the inboxes of federal employees whom, for whom she emailed. Uh, so again, it's just her way of getting around this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, jo Josh Ernest was asked yesterday, uh, White House spokesman, if Hillary broke the law, here's what he said or didn't say. So my direct question is, okay. does the White House believe <coughs> that Hillary Clinton broke again, the law, yes or no? John Carl. Well, John, the, the no, I'm not. I'm going to do my best to answer your question. And Secretary Clinton's team has said that at the request of the State Department, they have reviewed her records mm -hmm. to make sure. I know what her team has said. I'm just asking, does okay. the White House believe that Hillary Clinton broke the law or that she fully complied with the law? Well, what does the White House believe? Does the president believe that his former secretary of state broke the law or that she fully complied with the law? John, if, the, if in guy. fact, and again, you will have to go and verify this, and the State Department will have to verify this because so we're talking about statement. Just give me a chance. That, that if, in fact, what the Secretary Clinton's team said they were going to do, uh, that they did, and that can be verified by the State Department, uh, who is responsible for maintaining these records, that would be entirely consistent with what the Federal Records Act requires. So, again, I'm not in a position, I was not in a position to review Secretary Clinton's personal email. That was the responsibility of Secretary Clinton and her team. That's what they say that they did. They say that they turned over thousands of pages and thousands of emails. I'm not asking what they say. Uh, that, uh, including many that were already on say. the State Department system. Uh, and that is entirely consistent with the requirements of the Federal Records Act. Yeah, of course. As always, he doesn't answer the question. Yeah, and, and Carl tried to make that point. Look, I'm not asking what they say. I already know what they say. What do you say about it? Did she break the law or not? Do you believe she broke the law? I mean, you're this transparent government, the most transparent in the history of the world. We're led to believe. You tell us all the time. Yeah. We know it's a bunch of crap, but okay. Did she break the law or not?
won't say. Yeah, it's interesting because he, he hedges there, basically saying, if what they said was true, then mm -hmm. she's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, indicating that maybe, maybe he doesn't actually, maybe he knows she what she's saying isn't true and he doesn't want to be on record mm -hmm. uh, saying the opposite. Because, I mean, normally he would just say, that's exactly what she said and we believe him. You know, it's not yeah. that. It was, hey, if what they said was true, then they are in accordance with the act. Well, we know that. Of course, Hillary Clinton, if she's guilty, is going to lie about it. She can't tell the truth, uh, you know, about what's for dinner tonight. I mean, uh, you know, that's not what she does. She doesn't, she doesn't have, a, she doesn't have a, that gene that allows you to tell the truth. That's not what Hillary Clinton or anyone in the Clinton family does. Although I don't know about Chelsea. She, she might be very delightful. Right. Hillary does lie about dinner a lot. She does. She tells Bill that there's steak for dinner and it winds up to be tofu. I get so pissed. That's how the Lewinsky thing happened. You said there was steak for dinner. I'm going to go see Monica. Where's the fat chick? I'm going to give her a call. That's what, uh, that's what happened that night. And uh, that led to a lot of other That's things. in her, Hillary's private yeah. emails. We read them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, now, who's going to get to the bottom of this? Maybe Trey Gowdy. He oh. said he's going to go after Hillary Clinton's personal emails on Benghazi. Good luck. I mean, I hope he can. I hope he does. I hope he tries, but... Uh, well, I mean, this is how we found this stuff out, right? These yeah. investigations, we yeah. wouldn't even have known about this email address. Uh, instead, uh, we actually do know for once. Um, and it's because of these investigations, and Trey Gowdy's been one of the ones leading that. And, I, you know, if anyone's going to get to the bottom of it, he's probably... I mean, he's, he's pretty strong on this stuff. He's pretty he strong. He really is. Trey Gowdy, Jim Jordan, uh, all the guys that you see whenever there's a hearing. And then I don't know where they live the rest of the time. <laughs> I think maybe... I think whenever there's not a hearing, Trey Gowdy and Jim Jordan are in Bermuda or something, oh, uh, basking on the beach. And then there's a hearing, and then they're bulldogs. Well, seriously, where are they the rest of the time? Where are they, for instance, on, on voting against John Boehner? Where are they, for instance, on pushing through a conservative agenda that was promised us? The 12 and 12 thing. Where's Trey Gowdy on that? Where's Trey Gowdy saying, damn it, I demand, I demand that this leader go through with our, with our agenda. We promised that there would be 12 items in 12 weeks that we would absolutely get done and the American people can take it to the bank. Now, what the president does afterwards is up to him. But we are going to do our thing. And I don't care what the Senate does. I don't care what the president does. We're going to do our thing. Where are they on that? Nowhere. Nobody is. I don't hear anybody doing it. Is there a single congressman, even ones we like, that's out there stomping their feet, banging their hands on a desk, demanding that John Boehner follow the agenda, the 12 and 12 thing? I haven't heard it. Have you? Jeffy? Uh, I'm not. I know you got no. her to the ground on this stuff all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, plus, let's remember uh, where was Trey when we voted for Boehner. He wasn't even there. He wasn't right? even so there, but he, he said he would have voted for him. Right. But, so. I mean, that's, uh, once again, he's at, at the islands. Now, there were people in the House, by the way, that did fight for the, like, for example, the immigration thing being in the DHS thing. That was the conservative House members who made that happen, A, and fought with it, B, and defeated uh, Boehner's, you know, uh, concept of, of funding it for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to take multiple weeks. They only gave him one week. I mean, they, they, I mean, they did fight it. I mean, it, but the bottom line is, Boehner then said, "Well, we'll just split it up." And then, of course, they have no chance. Yeah. This is what happens when you have crappy you leadership. It doesn't matter how good your members are. It yeah. doesn't matter. I mean, this is why we didn't want him to vote for crappy leadership. Yeah. We and wanted then, them and, to change. And again, that's leadership. that's what goes back to this. So that's what's that the, is what the problem with Trey Gowdy is. There. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, the fact that he would support that, you know, is is indicative of, of uh, you know, of. The path that, you know, you're setting 80% of the path by voting for the guy. 
-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, you could sit there and vote against these things every time. But when you allow John Boehner to be the guy who's making these decisions, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Really doesn't. Well, uh, you know, I, I'm so frustrated because I have warned about peak oil since the early 20s. I've been warning. I've been, I've been sounding the, 20s, the alarm. What do you mean the 20s? Early 20s. I've been saying. Like so for you're look, in your 50s now, so 30 years? Yeah. Or are you saying? No. I'm saying no. Not since my early 20s. Okay. Since the 1920s. I have been saying to people, Knock it off with the oil thing. We're using too much oil. Stop it. We've got to find an alternative. Mm -hmm. Peak oil is just around the corner. By, I, I initially said by 1927, we'll be out of oil completely. It'll be gone. Oh, there might be a little bit in Saudi Arabia, but, I mean, we haven't even developed it yet. That's what I said at the time. And then about the 30s and 40s, when we'd already developed the Saudi fields by then, I said, okay, yes, we can tap into that for a while, but look, peak oil is still just around the corner. We're gonna, we're, it's almost gone in America. It'll run out in Saudi Arabia by, I'd say, the late 50s. Okay, well, then the 60s came around. We still had plenty of oil, but I said, look, in, by, the, by 1970 or so, it's going to be gone. It's going to dry up. That's why the prices are going up, okay? Uh, and the prices went up, and they skyrocketed. It used to be... Under 40 cents a gallon everywhere in the 70s. And then all of a sudden, it's, you know, 80, 90 cents. Pretty soon in the 90s, became a dollar a gallon. And then it was two, then it was three, then it was four. My gosh. And I kept so, ringing the bell and ringing and ringing and ringing. With all the information you had, you were right. I was right. And now it's gone. It's what, completely what's gone. gone. All the oil. Gone. Um, no more crude oil. It's totally dried up. Totally. I tried to freaking tell you. Um, but you wouldn't listen Nearly a hundred years of warning. I begged and I pleaded, listen to me. Peak oil! Peak oil! I said it over and over and over. No yeah. one would listen. And now it's gone. We uh, don't have any anymore. Can I do an unrelated the, story? The, the, no, are you done with your rant? Can I do an unrelated story? I mean, is there a bigger story than that? I would like to do something it's completely gotta, unrelated. All right. It's got to be tiring, though, uh, that people coming around to you now saying, oh, my yeah, gosh. Right, thank right. you. Well, where I wish you? they would. But they're not so far. Okay, are you done? Yes. Okay. Uh, U.S. has so much crude oil that it is running out of places to put it. Liar! <laughs> Liar! <laughs> uh, and that it could drive oil and gasoline prices even lower in the coming months. Past seven mm. weeks, the United States has been producing and importing uh, an average of one million more barrels of oil every day than it is consuming. <laughs> it's so great. Oops. A million a day. Okay, mm. seven million barrels a week. That we're importing and producing, than we use, so we can, I mean we don't even know what to do with it all. There's so much. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing story. Yeah, the extra crude is flowing into storage tanks, especially at the country's main training hub in Cushing, uh, Oklahoma, pushing U.S. Uh, supplies to their highest point in at least 80 years. This keeps up storage tanks could approach their operational limits, known as industry as tank tops, by mid-April mm -hmm. and send the price of crude and probably gasoline too plummeting. The fact uh, of the matter is that we are running out of storage capacity in the U.S., uh, and uh, that's kind of bad. Did uh, you it's see interesting the price? Because they're pulling off the rig. The rig count is going down massively right now. Um, yeah. So, but 
you know, there's so many already up. The rigs, right. you know, is, it's different than, you know, it doesn't mean that they're coming, that wells are coming offline. It means that they're not really getting as many new ones. But still, uh, you know, that's falling fast. At some point, this will even out and it'll shoot back up probably. But at this point, it looks like it could even go down further. But this Ed Morse, uh, who is the uh, head of commodities research at Citibank, he says that the price per barrel could drop to 20 bucks a barrel. That's about $50 $20 now. a barrel. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I mean, first of all, great at the pumps. You bet. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, makes, it, it makes it nice when you, when you pull into the gas pump and you pay a third of what you're paying now. But uh, for Exxon and Chevron and BP and the energy that, that, that really drives the nation, the energy sector... That, that bottom falls out at that point. Jobs go away. And it doesn't affect just ExxonMobil. Then that spreads out throughout the economy. And it makes it really tough uh, on the country as a whole. So you temper your enthusiasm over really low prices of the gas pump if it goes down to $1.50 or whatever with the fact that are we going to lose jobs? Or is it going to send us into an economic tailspin? What will happen? It's almost as bad being at $20 per barrel as it would be at 140 uh, both extremes yeah. turn out to be bad. I, I'm, I'm conflicted on that. I mean, I do like the idea that $20 a barrel oil would absolutely piss off the environmentalists to no end. I like that, too. People will be buying more gas guzzlers. Uh, people, and just that just makes me happy to see uh, their idiotic arguments go down in flames. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, you, there are... There are there are possible ramifications of it. You're right. I mean, budgets get out of whack in countries that are unstable, and unstable countries that need to feed their people, need to make enemies, need to d distract people from their economic troubles, and they start creating wars and things like that. It's happened before, and it probably will happen again. I don't know that you can attempt to manage that, though. I don't know that you could say, okay, let's keep uh, oil prices higher so that these... Well, you can't. You can't. It's you just can't artificially what happens, manage happens. It. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know... I, I, like, it's a great thing for the economy, certainly. I, I mean, I think um, to sit here and, and, uh, and uh, say that it's not, I think, you know, I mean, like, look, it just, it's one of those things that it, it helps the country tremendously to have low oil prices like this. This is why we've been advocating for it for two decades mm -hmm. or longer. This is why I can remember Rush Limbaugh in the mid-90s talking about Anwar. It's the mm. same argument, the same point. Finally, just because of technology, not government uh, saying, okay, you can finally go to these areas where you can get oil, but technology just got so good, we just get the oil, and there's nothing really the government can do about it at this point. So well, the prices have shot uh, through the floor, and they continue to drop. Uh, I mean, $20 a barrel uh, oil, I mean, you're going to be seeing gas prices at levels we haven't seen since the late 90s. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, at that point, you're probably not even at a dollar fifty. It's probably yeah. more like a dollar. Yeah, I mean, you might you might see under ninety-eight $1. cents a gallon or something. I you mean, that would be something else. I mean, right now it's at fifty dollars. You're looking at uh, what uh, a sixty percent drop. A from twenty gallon levels. gas tank. Can you imagine pulling in with your fairly large vehicle, whether it's an SUV or a, a large sedan, and you pay twenty bucks to fill up your tank? Jeez. Those days seemed like they were never going to come back. Yeah, I mean, it's at the gas prices now are a little over two dollars a gallon. Um, and you'd be, if it went down, you'd probably be looking about a 60% drop, which would put you under a dollar. I mean, imagine going to the gas tank now and seeing 98 cents again. I don't even yeah. know what the oh, yeah. hell we would do with ourselves. Uh, but it's possible. I don't, I mean, again, this is one prediction.
Right. A lot of people are saying, I mean, the, the, still, uh, the majority of experts are saying that there's going to probably stay around this level and maybe even go up a little bit. I don't see how that's possible when you have a glut like we have. Yeah, at least for now. I mean, how, how does that, I mean, at least temporarily, I can yeah, see them that's falling the issue. I mean, rapidly. With, with the rig count going down, uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, there's always the possibility of future regulations um, as well mm -hmm. uh, affecting this, uh, this oil boom. But with with it, with it from, look with the, the government with the prices at twenty dollars, <laughs> these companies what? just go out of business. Many of them. Yeah. I mean, even yeah. at forty dollars, many of them are starting to go out of business and lay people off. Fracking would gets, stop. If it gets to twenty dollars, the, they're just going to be closing up shop left and right. It would, be, and that's that glut goes away pretty quickly at that yeah, point. It would. I mean, fracking would go away, and then because of that, eventually, at least for some, the yeah. the prices would reset, and the companies so, would pick it back up. I yeah. mean, you know, look, it's it's there now, and that's great. Until the government decides to ban it, which I would not be surprised to see a push for. If it goes to twenty dollars a gallon and it shows real uh, issues around the world, I would not be surprised to see Democrats argue for it. Yeah, ban fracking either. to stop this. I would neither. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the inventor of the K cup now wants to kill the K cup because the K cup is killing the planet. So it's either us or them. It's either us or the K cup. Uh, there's no in between here. Uh, we must win this battle against the K cup. The K-cup is, of course, that little thing that you put in a Keurig uh, coffee machine, the coffee machine that also makes hot chocolate or hot apple cider or whatever, and you put those little containers into it and just close the top and... Million flavors. Done. In, in millions of homes a across brilliant, America. A brilliant... One way, in three. One in three homes. Amazing. It's incredible. And I, every office now has them. Here's what I love, though. This guy uh, is pissed off at his own creation now. He says, I feel, so, I feel bad sometimes that I ever did it. Yeah, <laughs> well, we did a little research into why, maybe, because, <laughs> I mean, wow, what an yeah. altruistic guy. Yeah, well, let's He's watch this quote here first. pissed off at his own, at his own creation. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. Let's, so, we'll tell you the background about this in a second, because I don't think it's quite as pure as people are making it <laughs> no, out. No, it is. It is. Are you sure? Watch him. Okay, watch him. Happy birthday to you. What happened? Oh my God! Guys, let's, oh good God! What is it? No, no. What is it? What happened? Let's go! Let's go! Oh, oh no! Is it Godzilla? Jesus! No, it's no. What the? It's K cups. What is that thing? It's a K cup. It's one of those coffee things. What is that? Oh, oh no! <laughs> Up before it kills our planet. That's fantastic. Wow, that was deep <laughs> that, and profound. That was profound. one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. The inventor is in on it because he hates the K-Cup too, oh even God. though it made him millions, billions of dollars, in fact. Um, except uh, it didn't. And, no. and maybe that has a little something <laughs> yeah. to do. Maybe he's a little bitter, a little pissed off that he mm. sold his company in 1997 instead of hanging on for the K-Cup explosion. Do you have the numbers, Jeff? It was just recently sold. Uh, what was that, that number, first of all, to Green Mountain? When he sold it. 
Now, first of all, oh, the green okay. Of their mail. okay. Oh, well, I, I know the revenue uh, that Kerrig made uh, last year okay. was four point seven billion dollars. Okay. So four point seven billion. Seven billion. Yeah. And he's bad mouthing his own billion dollar company. Yeah. Holy what did he sell cow. it for? A billion? Did he get? Uh, <laughs> what did he get? Five hundred million. Two billion. For it? Three billion. Uh, let's see. Add it up. That can. Fifty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> There's your reason why he's pissed imagine? off at the cake. Can you imagine how bitter he is? He sold the freaking thing for fifty grand. It's worth four point seven billion today. Yeah, for, but, for one no, year. No, that, that's not the entire value of the company. That's True. just one right. year's sales. Yeah. Right. right. But the good thing is, is that he uh, runs a solar company now. Does and he? you know how good solar? Oh, oh my yeah. God. He's probably making even he's more. Set. Probably he's making set. even more. He's set. He's That's probably embarrassing. Making trillions. Yeah. Look, I mean, look. This is a fantastic invention. It's the dumbest thing in the world to say that it's going to hurt the. It's going to destroy the planet. I mean, look. Even if you were to get rid of it, people would still be drinking coffee. Now, a lot of them would be drinking coffee in styrofoam cups. A lot of them, everyone, every McDonald's uh, across America is selling thousands of cups of coffee in individual cups plus cups of soda. Like, it's such a small percentage of even the waste that comes from drinking things. It's a tiny, tiny percentage. And, you know, it's just, it's just, this is the type of stuff we talked about on the radio today. Mm -hmm. It's like they encourage you to do these things, these little things that you could do to save it, save yourselves. We, we talked about this on The Wonderful World of Zoom. Um, uh, conserve water. Save, save yourself. Uh, make sure you're saving water all the time. It's very important. You can do simple things, Pat. You can, you can, when you take a shower, you can put your clothes in the shower with you. And when they're dirty, and you can wash them in the shower because it saves water. These are real suggestions. Or I could take my clothes down to the river and beat them against rocks. Exactly. You well, can I'm do that I'm thinking too. about doing that yeah. to save you know, electricity and water. On the same websites that suggest mm. things just like this. <laughs> like, you know, another one was uh, when you're turning your water on your shower, mm. it takes a minute to heat up capture that water in a, in a bucket and use that water to help flush your toilet. <laughs> That's Seriously. actually a great okay. idea. No, it's a terrible it's a idea. It's a great idea. It's stupid. It's, it's a waste idea. of your time. Um, <laughs> the point, though, is That's that... Gonna, is there one human being alive who would do that? There's not oh, one. Sure no. there's one. Al Gore is not doing that. No, no, Come I on. doubt it. Uh, but again, that's, that'll save, they say something like five or ten gallons of water, right? Mm -hmm. So on the same websites, though, you will find the healthy recipe of the day. You know what I mean? And on the healthy recipe of the day, you will find, uh, we found them, uh, recipes to help make your favorite new almond cake or almond dish. The, <laughs> it's an amazing stat, but true. Every individual almond takes an entire gallon of water to produce. <laughs> One almond. <laughs> These people are recommending you eat almonds, are saying you should put your buckets in your, wash your clothes while you're taking a shower That's to save 20 gallons exactly of water. That's why you need to put a brick or two in your toilet tank, too. Mm -hmm. That's one, stop it, There's, that's one handful of almonds, and you've wiped that out. And these are the people who are eating the almonds, not us. Speaking <laughs> of wiping, did we mention to use one sheet of toilet paper yeah. when yes. you wipe? Did we mention that? That's true. Okay. Triple eight seven two seven back. More Pat and Stu coming up. More safety tips on how to save the planet. Got a brick in your, a lot of them. your toilet so it doesn't fill up. Shut up. <laughs> And uh, frankly, I was getting a little impatient. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> How long? You're going to be gone. Yeah, what were you guys doing? We got some stuff to do here. What were you doing? Were you doing online gambling? Where'd what you go? Did you go to the bathroom? I mean, yeah. what are you doing in there? Unbelievable. Yeah. How long does it take? <laughs> Triple we A. We were here the whole time. We're yeah, whole, whole time. Um, Sitting right here. So, right, yes. So uh, Edward Snowden, <laughs> back in the news yet again, they're uh, doing a movie uh, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Edward Snowden. I love jo um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Now, I don't know if Snowden's uh, participating in this or if, 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 uh, if, if the director is doing this on his own. Uh -huh. However, sadly, the director is Oliver Stone. So oh, you get absolutely really? no facts out of this. And it makes me think that if, if Edward Snowden thinks uh, Oliver Stone is a good choice to do his movie, which I don't know the answer to that, but if he does, that makes me think that what he's saying is completely false, so, and they've never looked at any of our emails. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad Oliver Stone is. This is, is a legitimate, actual story of Snowden's life? Yeah, this is, supposedly? Uh, this is the first photo you're seeing here uh, of uh, jo Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Was Gordon he in Levitt. the Army? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I don't remember that. Um, uh, he was, uh, the image portrays Snowden in his pre-whistleblower days when he was an ordinary man who unquestionably served his country. Snowden is, shooting, uh, is currently shooting in Munich before moving to other locations. So I, I guess he is involved in this, which makes me hmm. skeptical. Look, I mean, you know, Oliver Stone is, is on the side who, would who he was questioning George Bush, and I guess he's nutty enough to question uh, Obama, too, on all this stuff. And a lot of, look, some of this stuff has proven to be right, but also... We've seen how bad Oliver Stone has been on facts and other issues, so it's kind of hard to know. Um, if Except you nailed the JFK thing. You nailed it. He nailed no, it. No, oh my gosh, he just nailed the JFK. He thing. did not. No. Like a like a hammer to the, the head of a nail. He drove it no, home. No. Drove it on home. Did, did, did not. In fact, it was almost like a nailed gun. He nailed it so hard. It was like <laughs> just one after another. Just like so that. this is the. F I mean, it's the live, act. they're acting out the movie. There's another movie about Snowden called Citizen Four. This movie is uh, on HBO, if you have it. Uh, you can watch it as a documentary. If I haven't watched uh, Citizen One through Three, you'll get, oh, yeah, you'll get, you can I'll jump get right into okay. Citizen Four. Right. The point of Citizen Four, it's a documentary about Edward Snowden. Um, they love Edward Snowden, don't they? They just love this guy. Oh, yeah. They do. Uh, and, and, you know, this is... Uh, the Academy Award. Huh? Yeah, it won. It did win for best documentary. Um, and I, I, oh, I it did? I have it on my DVR. I've not watched it yet. Though. I, wow. I want to see it. Um, I actually talked to somebody. Was it you who said you saw it? I have not seen it. I've who only, I, I mean, just to? bits and pieces of it. What's I, it rated? I keep wanting to watch it. And... Documentary. P? It's rated, it's rated, rated P. It's L. For Pukie. Pathetic. Um, no, I, from what I've heard, uh, <laughs> I, I can't remember who I was talking to about this, but that you, you watch it, and at least the first half of it, you, it's a pretty compelling case. Hmm. He's also pretty nutty. Apparently, like, really... Snowden is? Yeah, Snowden, like, really mega-paranoid. Now, if I'm Edward Snowden, I'm probably also super-mega-paranoid yeah. well, at this you, point. If you have seen what he claims to have seen and it's real, mm -hmm. you would be, right? Yeah, you, and it's stuff like, you know... He, he knew everything they could do. I'd be paranoid. Just, like, typing his passwords, he covers the computer monitor with his shirt. So when he's typing, he has to lift the shirt over the computer monitor underneath so that there's no cameras above him looking down to see his passwords. But again, I mean, I, I'm a, if I'm Edward Snowden, I'm probably that, yeah. that, that, that level. I mean, some of us take precautions, like putting tape over the little camera here. My wife yep. does that all the time. Oh, yeah. yep. Does she really? All the time. No. She's always got tape on her. Yeah, she didn't. I thought it was just my like, computer her point to me. get through. Yeah. See? Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's just... And her point to me was I, you know, I take this with me everywhere, including the bathroom, the bedroom. And I don't want, you know, who knows? A lot knows? of bathroom just computing case. going on. Right. Mm -hmm.
Um, so, I mean, I don't think that's a, that's a basic one that they yeah, do. Yeah, real basic. You, you I've never covered my screen with my shirt or anything, but no, I, well, I didn't work for the NSA, and I don't know how much they're watching and monitoring. There was one point where I guess he, and I have not seen it yet. I'd so. like to see this. this it, oh, really it's good. supposed to be really yeah. well done. I mean, one, you know, best documentary, it's probably at least interesting, even if you don't agree with it necessarily, their, yeah. uh, their assertions in it. Um, but one of the points is he's doing something, and someone asks him a, a question, um, and uh, he pulls, I don't know if he pulls, I think he disconnects his microphone to answer it. And as he disconnects his microphone, the fire alarm in the building they're in goes off, and he's convinced they're tied together. Like, as soon as he just, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I guess if I'm Edward Snowden, I'm probably mm -hmm. at the level where I'm thinking that way, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, so it's hard to know what you would be like in that, in that state, but that's, that's available on uh, HBO. Already planning a sequel, Citizen 5. No, they're not. Sorry. Citizen 5 is coming up and then 6 and 7. Well, the problem is I've already seen the end, which is Citizen Kane. Yeah. Uh, and that's, Citizen Kane was good. Or that's the, that's, well, so no, these are prequels. Yeah, yeah Citizen 5 is well, the prequel. Well, what they're going to do, I understand, is the sequel, <laughs> Citizen 5, then they're going to do Citizen 6, and then they're going to go back and pick up the original Citizen 1. Yeah, which so is weird. Gonna, yeah, I and don't Citizen 1 it. is going to have Jar Jar Binks in it. Right. Weird. But they're doing it just like Star Wars because they started at episode four too. <laughs> now uh, that is what I was going for with the Jar Jar Binks yeah, reference. Yeah, yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but that makes sense. I, that's how all movies should be. They should all tell the middle of the story first. First, then go to the beginning of the story, <laughs> then go to the end of the story after most of the people are like dead. Is there one human being alive who believes that was George Lucas's plan in the beginning? I, I just no don't. Way. It can't, it can't have been. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do? Uh, here would be a really novel concept. I'm going to tell the middle of the story. Then I'm going to tell the end of it, and then I'm going to go back, and I'm going to tell the beginning. But no, now I'm pissed because Howard the Duck didn't work out, so I'm not going to tell the end of the story. But I'm going to wait 15 years, and I'm going to tell the beginning of it, and then leave out the end. And then give it away to someone and else to tell the end. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly what he, that's what I, he weird. says at cocktail and then, parties. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave a lot of holes in the first three because they don't really make it. Connecting to the no, first three. I would love to see a Pat Gray documentary on that particular oh, topic. Jeez, Pat Don't even get my wife started on this, let yeah. alone me. Yeah, once every once in a while, Pat goes <laughs> in this list of things that were inconsistent from the first, the the, the original Star Wars to the yeah. new set of Star Wars. Yeah, uh, and it's it's quite fascinating for well, a geeky I, I, Star Wars. A fan. really obvious one that really pisses me off because I love, I love the telling of the Force and all of that, and and uh, and he just ruined all that with the with the new series of it that he did. Because in the, new, in the original Star Wars telling, Yoda explains the Force, right? It's all around us. It surrounds us. It flows through us. It's everywhere, right? And then in the new telling of it, no, it's, it's midi-chlorians. You've got these little uh, chemicals in your body that produce a whole bunch. And the reason that Anakin Skywalker is so powerful is because he's got more midi-chlorians than anybody else. What happened to, it's all around us, it flows through us. Yeah. What happened to all that? Yeah, because that's a completely the, different telling of it. The, pointing, the point of it was, in, the, in that, thank God, we're getting out of the Yeah, it's way of, off topic. But in, in 4, 5, and 6, the, you know, the, the, the original version of this, mm -hmm. uh, it was more like the Jedi's actually just recognized it, connected with it. Yeah. And, and people, like Han Solo, were mocking it. It was more of a spiritual like, thing. Yeah, no one believed it. It, yeah. it. You had to be a believer, essentially. Yes. And uh, that, so there was obviously a lot of religious sort of uh, yes. uh, parallels. And it was a religious kind of thing. It was a spiritual sort of thing in the original telling of it. Then it's a chemical thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, I think it shows the evolution of George Lucas. I will say, as far as Lucas uh, goes, he did name it Episode Four: A New Hope. 
So he, it had to be part actually, of his plan. That's true. And, I mean, he did. That's that's a good point. He I don't know why he did that, but, uh, but uh, I guess he did plan on telling either. it this way. <laughs> Stu. Stepping up to the Stu stepped up I know. and hit one out of the park oh, right really? there. Nice. That kind of that kind of blew the shut he didn't, the gray plan down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it kind of did, <laughs> kind of did. Uh, so uh, there's Edward's, still holes in it though. I still maintain. <laughs> no, there are <laughs> lots of holes. You pointed them out before, and there are many. Uh, Edward Snowden may finally return home to the United States. Um, uh, it was revealed on Tuesday. Snowden's Russian lawyer says they are working on mm. a way to solve the issue of extradition. Um, did you see that uh, one of the big things um, Obama did after net neutrality passed? was to write a handwritten note to the people of Reddit. Um, and it said, like, dear Reddit, thank you for your support on net neutrality or whatever. Signed Obama. And one of the big posts on Reddit was a handwritten letter. Dear Obama, please pardon Edward Snowden. Love Reddit. So like they, that was their answer was, you know, they want, they want this guy pardoned. Um, and I don't know, like, I, it's, I'm conflicted on him still. I mean, I, you're, you've become, I want to watch this documentary. Maybe it mm. will, you know, switch me around. I, he, you know, I think I'm very glad we know what we know. Yeah, me too. Um, and I, so, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough line. You know, I think you, I've, I, people will say, is he a hero or is he a traitor? It's actually possible to be both. Mm -hmm. Um, and it may be that he's both. Sometimes you do things like, for example, was, um, uh, Martin Luther King, a hero or a lawbreaker? Well, he actually was breaking laws, but he was also a hero. Uh, it's actually possible to, to deal, be both. Usually what you have to do, as my, Martin Luther King did, was deal with the repercussions of breaking the law. He was arrested uh, for breaking the law, um, sometimes unfairly, but not, not always. Um, and he was fine with that. Um, you know, people who do sit-ins do the same thing, right? You can be, it's a heroic protest, but you're breaking the law. You get arrested, you go to jail. That's what you do. Um, you know, and I think if Snowden were to come back, he should face repercussions for the actions he did. He did clearly break the law. Mm -hmm. However, maybe in a heroic way. The original American traitor was both. He was, a, he was heroic early in the Revolutionary War. He became a traitor later on. I mean, he, the reason he's such a big deal was because he was... He was so popular and he was so important in the eyes of George Washington. And that's why Benedict Arnold turning on the country was so, I mean, he was both. So, yes, you can be both. And, and, and maybe Snowden is. And obviously he was heroic later on with the creation of Eggs Benedict. Exactly right. And that, of course, is finest accomplishment. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's, it's, uh, who it's saw called? the hollandaise sauce coming? Nobody, I, didn't I, didn't I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I mean, what is it? Butter? Is it cheese? What is it? I don't know. You know? People I don't, don't even know. know. I don't, I don't want to know. I, don't I just want to eat it. I just want to eat it. Triple eight seven two seven. Back. Where is the eggs Benedict? We have been talking about eggs talk Benedict about for, for how long? By all that's holy, where's the eggs Benedict? Where is it? Triple eight seven two seven Beck, Pat and Stu, mm -hmm. uh, our president, Barack Obama, mm -hmm. the greatest president living. Today. Oh, I mean, it doesn't matter. Greatest president. Go ever. back all the way to the beginning of time. I, I would ever. say you go back to greatest Xerxes. leader, Xerxes, Xerxes, mm -hmm. and beyond. I, I think even beyond that, he's better than Xerxes for oh sure. Oh my gosh! I just I, I don't know every there leader. Look at him in the pre-Xerxes area. <laughs> I, I can't think of every leader. You're right, but every leader I know of, he's better than. Yep. 
everyone. Mm -hmm. So Bill Belichick, much, oh my much gosh. better than Bill Belichick. Oh Come on now. Come on now. Don't I mean, even, you can't even say the two in the same sentence. No, no. I hope you put a period there somewhere before you mentioned Bill Belichick with period Barack Obama. <laughs> good, good work. <laughs> uh, he's sharply criticizing the Chinese <clears throat> for their uh, plans for new rules on U.S. tech companies, urging Beijing to change her policy if it, if they want to do business with the U.S. You know, so oh, we, we, and we have so the, tough. We have the, uh, the high ground in this argument. We really do. Because they only have billions and billions and billions of dollars in our debt. Yeah, except it's trillions. It's trillions and trillions. Mm -hmm. and Well, billions are involved in trillions. But, yes, trillions and trillions of dollars <sighs> yeah. of our debt. So why? Well, we could tell them what to do any day. You don't do that, China. <laughs> he said, this is something that I've raised directly with President Xi. We have made it very clear to them that this is something they're going to have to change if they are to do business with the United States. Boy, I bet that's put a chill right down their spines. Don't you think, Matt? Mm -hmm. That guy telling you, this is something we expect you to do. Wow. Incredible. We're backed up by those abs. Uh, they have the picture. I'm sure they've seen the picture of him coming out of the water on the beach. I bet they've seen it. And that would scare the hell out of you him. You think President Xi can do setups like that? No. No, no way can mm -hmm. he do that. Also, scientists are uh, warning about overuse of modern technology, maybe linked to memory loss and depression later in life. There's growing scientific uh, evidence that suggests a future where our brains may prematurely fail later in life through underuse. Thanks to Mother Nature's rule that we use it or lose it. <laughs> I, don't think that's the, I don't think you use it or lose it as science. I'm pretty sure. I remember there was a documentary in which that question was asked. Uh, it was, uh, it was at, um, in, called The 40-Year-Old Virgin, mm -hmm. in which uh, he asked, is it true if you don't use it, you lose it? Uh, and uh, that was not apparently true. No, um, no it was not it's true. It's not, not true and also not science. It wasn't uh, true at the time. Rhyme. At the time, but we may not have evolved to there yet. Oh, yeah. So. No, okay, good. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, April 2011 is the research uh, shows our growing use of sat-nav stops us from using the brain's sophisticated capacity for mapping. We've talked about this. Um, normally, the brain actually doesn't map your surroundings. You learn the areas, how we would say that. And they're saying that uh, navigation systems are eliminating that process I from existing. I kind of believe that. Yeah, I, I do. kind of live in it. Yeah, it's true. I mean, so. it, it's, but that doesn't mean you're not capable of it. Um, true. And I, and I think if use it if or lose it is... If you stopped using the GPS, right. you would eventually learn the area. Right. And just, but you don't need to. Right. It's like the same thing with... Um, we used to do these shows all the time where you'd be like, oh, remember that movie in the 80s where blah, blah, blah would happen? And you can't do those shows on radio anymore because people just go, do they Google it? And three seconds later, the first call has the answer. The, the point of the bit used to be people call all these other ones and they create more memories. Now the first person who calls up was like, yeah, I just Googled it. It's this movie. <laughs> <laughs>
And I got all kinds of emails from people, uh, people I haven't heard from in years that I used to know 30, 40 years ago that I haven't, uh, haven't seen since that are emailing me. Hey, really? you ever think of this on Netanyahu? Uh, by the way, how you been for 40 years? <laughs> <laughs> it's creepy when you think about uh, people are actually listening to the things that we just say on the air every day. Yeah. We don't, we don't consider that. We just come in here and talk to each other and make fun of Jeffy. And the That's day's about over it. and we go home. That's about it. We forget that people actually listen to the shows. Uh, but I was, I was stunned, frankly, at uh, the opening of Netanyahu's speech where he praised for about two and a half, three minutes uh, Barack Obama and how great he is and how he's been there for Israel and the relationship has never been closer, all that kind of stuff. Well, even the Democrats tend to just ignore that. I mean, they didn't, they, I, they didn't do what I would have done. I would have taken advantage of that. So, really, we're anti-Semitic? We're anti-Israel? Huh. What did Netanyahu just say? Well, they don't want to bring any attention to it because the rest of the speech was pretty brutal about this deal that the administration is trying to work out with Iran. Uh, Bibi is not very pleased about that. And uh, here's part of his speech on uh, how this could lead to a nuclear tinderbox. This deal won't be a farewell to arms. It would be a farewell to arms control. And the Middle East would soon be crisscrossed by nuclear tripwires. A region where small skirmishes can trigger big wars would turn into a nuclear tinderbox. If anyone thinks, if anyone thinks this deal kicks the can down the road, think again. When we get down that road, we'll face a much more dangerous Iran, a Middle East littered with nuclear bombs, and a countdown to a potential nuclear nightmare. Now, if Iran threatens to walk away from the table, and this often happens in a Persian bazaar, call their bluff. They'll be back because they need the deal a lot more than you do. Okay, so there's uh, some of what he had to say. Uh, for his part, the president, he wasn't even watching. He didn't care. He didn't care what the prime minister of Israel was saying. I didn't even, I didn't even watch. Read the transcript, didn't watch. Here's Obama on the speech. As far as I can tell, uh, there was nothing new. Nothing new. Uh, the prime minister, I think, appropriately pointed out uh, that the bond between the United States uh -huh. and America okay. yeah. is unbreakable. Mm -hmm. uh, and on that point, I thoroughly agree. Uh, he also pointed out that Iran has been a dangerous regime and continues to engage in uh, activities that are contrary to the interests of the United States, uh, to Israel, and to the region. Uh, and on that, we agree. But on the core issue, which is how do we prevent Iran from obtaining a nuclear weapon, which would make it far more dangerous and would give it scope for even greater action in the region, uh -huh. uh, the Prime Minister didn't offer any viable alternatives. Okay. <clears throat> it was a little bit more overtly critical than uh, I expected, um, just because these are two world leaders. And, you know, while the President, uh, well, Netanyahu was certainly criticized policies, it was not... Uh, it was not aimed at Obama. Oh, oh my gosh. Was he was opposite. extremely complimentary of Obama, and Obama takes a shot at him. I, of course. I, 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 he clearly hates Benjamin Netanyahu. He can't stand the guy. And I, I, I don't think he likes Israel. 
I, I, I don't think he does. And uh, I think he goes through the motions because he has to, because there's a huge Jewish population that he, he counts on having their votes. And he did have their votes in 2008 to the point of about 70% of them, 72%, something like that. I think it went down slightly in the last election, but it was still incredibly high. And so he must have their votes. He can't say, look, I, I don't care about Israel. Let them fall into the sea for all I care. Let it, Iran nuke them. He's not going to do that. Um, but I think boiling underneath the surface, he couldn't care less about Israel. He doesn't care about any. He, he really can't stand Benjamin Netanyahu. Netanyahu's a strong leader. Uh, he doesn't mince words. He, uh, I think he's fairly conservative. And I think that drives Obama out of his mind. For her part, uh, Nancy Pelosi said she was near tears mm. throughout the Netanyahu speech. She was near tears. Her, uh, she said the unbreakable bonds between the United States and Israel are rooted in our shared values, our common ideals and mutual interests. Ours is a deep and abiding friendship that will always reach beyond party. Americans stand shoulder to shoulder with the Israeli people. The state of Israel stands as the greatest political achievement of the 20th century. And the United States will always have an unshakable commitment to Israel's security. That is why, as one who shares, who values the U.S.-Israeli uh, relationship and loves Israel, I was near tears oh, no. throughout the prime minister's speech, saddened by the insult to the intelligence of the United States as part of the P5 plus one nations. Mm. The P5 that's plus the most, one nations. Uh, that's the that's, group I always turn to. It's the thing I'm most proud of in U.S. history. The P5 plus one. Is that we are in the P5 plus yeah. one nations. Yeah. Whenever um, you now, talk about the country in a, in a proud way, mm -hmm. Isn't that, you know, as part of a P5 plus one nation, mm -hmm. I, I love this country. Um, and by the way, uh, are we the plus one or are we the in the five? Uh, we're, the P, we're the P5. And, and why wouldn't it just be the P6? Why is it because P5 I think one? the plus one changes. And just uh, to fill in, uh, Jeffy, five plus one is six. So that's why I said P6. Mm -hmm. um, it can mm -hmm. just be six instead of the P5 plus one. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Happy to help whenever we possibly can. But uh, as part of the P5 plus one nation of America, I, uh, I myself, I, I wept as well. Is it true I that wept. the initial draft of the Star Spangled Banner mentioned that we were in P5 the P5 plus one, one nations? <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, beautiful. Four, Four spacious sky. Four amber the... waves of grain. Oh, yeah, something else. Four P5 plus one nations. Above the fruited <laughs> plain. I believe that was it. The UN, the UN. <laughs> I'm really proud to belong. I, I, yeah, mm. it was the initial, and then yeah. they revised it a little bit. Uh, but. Slightly, to, in a negative way. I, yeah. I think so. I think so. Um, but she was uh, part of the P5 plus one. <laughs> and saddened by the condescension toward our knowledge of the threat posed by Iran and our border co broader commitment to preventing nuclear proliferation. We need some awesome shirts because, you know, like if you're a big Raiders fan, you say you're in Raiders Nation. Yeah. Like, we're at P5 plus one nation! Yeah! P5 plus one forever! <laughs> Jeffy, can you look up the uh, P5 plus one nations? What is that exactly? I'm guessing that's a UN thing, right? I'm sure it is. It's the Security mean. Council. It's Got the me. P5 and then the rotating one. Oh, so it's just a oh, it's just the permanent security. Oh, the permanent permanent security. Okay, okay. I had never heard it referred to as the B five plus one. That's the U S. Russia, China, China, France, England, right? Plus one, plus one. Yeah, 
I like that. What a fair organization. It's, uh, it's, it's all of us, and then every once in a while we'll let somebody else in. <laughs> and it'll rotate every once in a while. We'll throw somebody a bone. Hey, you want to join the big boys for a little while? Okay. Now get the hell out. Now your vote's not going to mean anything because any one of us can just veto what you want. Right. Even if four out of right. the five uh, of the other nations agree with you, just one, one can, can stop it. Can stop it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. P is that the P5 plus one? Yeah. Is that what she's referring to? Yeah. This is the permanent members of the Security Council. That makes, yeah. uh, makes some sense. Yeah, I've never heard of it. I've never actually never heard it. Makes P5 me so proud. One. Every time I think of oh, P5 God. plus one, oh, my gosh. Now, the G8. Mm -hmm. Are you more proud of being a G8 or a P5 plus one? P5 plus one, for sure. I mean, G8's nice, too. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not. It's a little bit better than the G20 because it's a less exclusive group. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know but what else the, it's called? Uh, P5 plus one is great. Uh, the P5 plus one is often referred to as the uh, E3 plus three or the E3 slash EU plus three by European countries. Wow. Cool you want to talk about a war starter. You start <laughs> calling that the E3 plus three or the Those EU are fighting three words, my plus friend. three. What is it? E3? Don't you give me that crap. Don't you dare give me that crap. The E3 plus three. Don't you dare give me that. It's the E5 plus one. Or P5. bust. The P5 plus one. <laughs> or bust. Plus one or bust. <laughs> I'm going to have t-shirts made. E5 plus one or bust. Is it P P5, P5 plus one or bust. <laughs> so what is it? E3 plus E3 three. E3 plus three. Or. Or. Or E3 slash EU plus three. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. What? At some point, the abbreviation is longer than the list of countries. Yeah. Uh, just so you guys know. It's the E squared minus the square root of pi plus two square root of pi. Again. So uh, what are this 2016 field saying about Netanyahu's speech? They're all saying, wow. They're saying, wow. Wow. Uh, here is uh, Rand Paul. He says, I was pleased to hear Netanyahu's speech today and will continue to stand with Israel. Um, I oh, that's powerful. I Thank you, Rand. Woo! Woo! Did he go out on a limb there? That's almost as powerful as P5 plus one status. Woo! Not that powerful, though. No. I will say, be. I like the uh, Twitter handle at Netanyahu. That's pretty solid. Yeah. That's you know, good. he's got he's got a good that's Twitter good. handle. Uh, but yeah, not, not you know, I mean, he's obviously fine with it. There you go. Uh, how about uh, Ted Cruz? Uh, he says, uh, Obama administration negotiations with Iran have been a failure. We must stand united with Israel to prevent a nuclear Iran. With that's an exclamation good. point. Okay. And then he, he attaches a picture. says, for three years, we have gone round and round in pointless negotiations while we endanger both our security and Israel's security. It's a statement he's made previous. Uh, Skywalker says we need to stand with our friends and stand up to our enemies. What did Skywalker say? Uh, he said, uh, episode four, New Hope. It's the middle. We're going to come back later and do the prequel. And I don't we'll blame some him. More after don't that. blame him. And this time, I'm going to try not to have a car accident in between. I think that's what he said. Is had. that what he had? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Poor you notice the poor... Poor guy's face changed between uh, really? one and two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he got banged up pretty badly. Well, yeah. that happens to you in battles uh, in space. Yeah. yeah, it does. I mean, yeah, it does. Jeb Bush uh, says, powerful message from Netanyahu. Glad he addressed Congress and detailed the dangers of a nuclear Iran. Their nuclear oh. program must be stopped. I will say, if I'm going to say Jeb Bush is probably fairly decent on one topic, it's probably something like this. He's yeah, I, he's, this is not yeah. where I worry about Jeb Bush as much no. as uh, other things. Domestic policy is the big problem I have with, with Jeb. Yeah. Jeb, plus his name. I have a problem with his name. Yeah, we can't. You, you have yeah, a constitutional. Can never amendment. have a man named Jeb be president of the United States. You could serve as Attorney General, maybe, but that's the highest level position you can attain. Really? As a, you can't as be a, Secretary of State. No, not as Secretary a Jeb. of Defense. No, no, no. But 
<laughs> really? <laughs> he could be U.S. Attorney General, which I think is pretty good. It's pretty good for somebody who's been handicapped with the name of Jeb. Ninety-nine percent of the job, right? You know? I mean, that's good. Just not the top. Good. Ones. No, just not the top. Um, uh, I think we should come. Up, we should start <laughs> compiling a list of the constitutional amendments we propose. Okay. On this program. I like that. We have a lot. Yeah, of, I like that. Uh, over the years, <laughs> we, we have actually do. We should actually come up 35? with thirty-five. Okay, voting voting age of thirty-five. Yeah. That's one. No more advertising uh, from oh, the yeah. government right. on any topic. That's a huge right? It's a big one. That needs to happen. Uh, we should only sing uh, songs of, uh, concerning America that include the phrase P5 plus one. <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> really? Yeah. Only <laughs> stop with the Star Spangled nonsense. Let's go P5 plus one or, oh, or bust. Say, can you P5 plus one? And this oh. is where you, know, where it, it, you say, well, no, it, well, that doesn't rhyme with those say, can you see? That's because initially it was, oh, say, can, can you E3 plus three. Oh, is that what it was? That's what it was. It was okay. a communist who wrote the song, remember? <laughs> E3 plus three. <laughs> we should really go up with this list, though. I think maybe we should have, in a, in a douche hall of fame sort of fashion, we should have people vote on our constitutional amendments to see if they get put through. Yeah. Because we can propose like those. Can you ask in the like feed, it. Jeffy? It's theblaze.com slash the feed. If people can suggest uh, things they've, they've heard us uh, suggest for uh, constitutional amendments over the years. Yeah, absolutely. Because I would be like great. to see, because there's probably a bunch of them that we haven't actually remembered. Mm -hmm. So, there you go. <laughs> You know, the good thing about being a proud member of the P5 plus one nation is that uh, it, it, it gives you the confidence to go ahead and talk about the issues that you have in your country as a P5 plus one nation. Um, you know, you're, you're so confident mm. in you're, you build that self-esteem so that you can you could talk about some of the you know, blemishes on your P5 plus one nation-ish. And we, uh, by the way, we are fully aware we are members of the P90X nation. The P90 plus X nation. Uh, we are? <laughs> we are, P90. Okay. <laughs> it's true. So we're that too? Oh my God. The P90 totally plus X? We are definitely that. So uh, we're a workout nation? That well, does... I mean, look at Jeffy. Yeah, okay. Um, look at him. I'd rather not. I mean, look at that. That's a yeah. specimen right there. Really is. I mean, that's. I don't a, know of what, but it's a specimen what's of that? something. Can you? I mean, I don't mean do an actual sit up. I know you can't do that, but can you sit up like in a couch? You have the ab strength for that, the core <laughs> strength to pull that one off. I mean, why would you do that when you could just roll off and lift yourself up? <laughs> mm -hmm. it's stupid. Is that what you do? You just roll onto the floor? Just rolling up. Okay. It's a good point. Why yeah, would you? Well, why? It's, you, yeah. I mean, it's valid. Uh, but because we're so confident in our, in our P5 plus one and P90 plus X-ishness, mm -hmm. um, we, uh, we're able to, to point out some of the foibles we also have in this country, like the Justice, Justice Department. Who would have seen this coming? The Justice Department, run by Eric Holder, went to investigate Ferguson. Now, I believed, my belief was they wouldn't find anything going on there. My belief was going in that oh, Eric th Holder and the Justice Department would probably come out and say, nope, we're all no set. racial issues, it's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. Surprisingly, they found some extensive racial discrimination in Ferguson. Wow, am I surprised. Huh, Eric Holder found evidence? 
of racial discrimination in Ferguson? I can't believe it. Uh, sweeping patterns of racial bias within Ferguson, Missouri Police Department with the officers routinely discriminating against blacks by using excessive force, uh, issuing petty citations, and making baseless traffic stops. I, I would like to actually see this full report because I heard the numbers uh, tagged off today. And, and the, it's hard to know if they've controlled them for surroundings, for income level, all these things. But their claim was, I think, 67% of the town is black and 85% of the uh, people being pulled over are black. So that's obviously not exactly, I mean, in theory, it should be 65, right, or 67, whatever the percentage is. Well, does, it mean, depends. Are, are they doing equal numbers of things to be pulled over for? That's right. Well, ask, that ask, ask if that question's racist. Yeah, okay. I mean, first, he, right. what, he's, what Pat's saying there is he <laughs> believes it's possible that, uh, that an individual group of black people could commit more crimes than an individual group of white people, which we all know <laughs> is not accurate. Happen, that can't happen? That can't happen. It cannot happen. Cannot occur. Really? Okay. Then I, I rest. I could be. I, I don't remember the exact stat on that. I, I'm kind of just playing. I listened to a news report this morning, but it was when I listened to it. It was. It was pretty. There was a substantial. It sounded bad. Yeah, it's, yeah it, it sounded bad. It the numbers again. I don't. I don't know what they're mm. basing it on. I don't know if the same guy got arrested twenty times. Does that account for twenty? Mm -hmm. You know, arrests of twenty different people. I mean, I don't. I don't know if they. If uh, you know. If there's two areas of Ferguson, one really nice upscale area where uh, all the white people live and, and, and one downtrodden area where more blacks live, and that's the reason. I don't know if there's an income disparity of some sort there. I, it's hard to know because they just, you know, they're not doing this for a real report. This is a report for headlines, and they want the news to talk about it. But I will say that the, the report did sound pretty significant. Did I get any of the stats right, Jeffy? Do you have them? I'm the one here is, uh, and the, it said here, uh, they were more than twice as likely to be stopped and searched as whites, even though they were less likely to be found carrying contraband. Okay. Okay, so when so they stopped them, they stopped more of them and found less things yeah. wrong when they, when they stopped them. They were 68% uh, mm. less likely than others Oh, they were 68% less likely than others to have their cases dismissed by a court judge. Wow. Okay, this shouldn't happen in a P5 plus one nation. <laughs> can can I just go point. out there and say that? That's a great 95, this is You good. might expect you might, that you might in a P12 change. plus four. You have to four. change this to, you know, maybe uh -huh. E3, All right, EU plus three, plus three instead of P5 yeah. because 95% yeah. of people kept at the city jail for more than two days, we're black. Dun, dun, dun. Nine, wait, 95% at the of, city jail. Yeah, for more than two days. For more than two days, we're black. But again, like you, while that does, and as I said, when I heard them, they sounded bad, I don't know. The, you, you need to know the study. You need to be able to yeah, look at the study the to thing. know the methodology, to know how they're figuring this out. Yeah. To know, like, I mean, that's big. That's yeah. really big. But it does sound, it, it sounds bad. Um, and that's really all they're going for here. I mean, they're yep. not going for. I don't think. I don't think there's any. You know, I don't think there's any uh, legitimate want here other than to say, well, yeah, we were we were getting you all fired up about Michael Brown and how bad it was, and we kind of realized that that actually didn't go that way. So we better come up with something that says they're racist. 
I mean, that's what I think they're going for. But they may be right. I mean, the, the, the bottom line is we might find out that this is actually true and there's some deep racial yeah, prejudice I, yeah, inside maybe. the police force. It just 99 percent of the time when these things go on and that's not an official stat. That's just my stat. Ninety nine percent of the time you look at it and there's a there's a there's a much more nuance to the story than the one they lead with. All I can tell you right now is I'm very near tears as a member of a P5 plus one nation <laughs> over this story. Very near tears. And uh, I'm, oh, I'm disappointed. I am. I, and like you, I'd love to see all the stats because this could be really spun badly. And, and I would expect it to be from this, this yeah. Justice Department. I, I, I would like to see their answer to it. I would like yeah. to see, you know, and this is the thing. When you see these stories launch, the easiest thing to do is to jump all over them and go crazy. The better thing to do is to wait and see what the other side says. And that includes us as conservatives. When, uh, when uh, you know, someone comes out and says, Oh, Barack Obama's shooting, said he would shoot down all Israeli planes. Well, hold on. Let's look into that a little bit more. Wait a minute. That comes from a source that is citing another source, which is citing some strange newspaper and cutter that we no one's ever heard of. And it doesn't seem necessarily illegitimate. And I'm just using that as an example. But, like, if you don't stop and, and start with skepticism, you wind up going down the wrong road quite often. So here is what we do here. The same thing when they're coming out and, and uh, categorizing an entire city as racist. Is it possible? Of course it's possible. But what is the background behind it? And if, if is it something other than racism? A lot of times, you know, this is what we're told. Sometimes unarmed people are shot and it has nothing to do with race. Um, so, you know, you got to look at that. If, but if you see, if these numbers stand up and they're absolutely unquestioned, okay, you know, whatever, two-thirds of 95% of people that are being held are black, and there's no reason for that at all, it's just they just don't like black people, that's really bad. Really bad. Really bad. It's yeah, it hard is. to imagine that it's possible in, in the year 2015. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the first things that kind of leads to your skepticism, because it doesn't seem possible. Right. Because based on our experiences, I never see it. I really don't. Well, I really don't see it. And, and like you might say, well, you guys are privileged white people. Of course you don't see it. And that is partially accurate. I don't live in that world necessarily. Right. However, right. When, pe when the people who say it's happening all the time bring cases to our attention, we are able to look at them and decipher the uh, truth. And almost always in these cases, what the people who are protesters, the Al Sharpton's of the world say are lies. So yeah. if they had good examples... They would bring those to the public. Instead, they don't have those good examples. They bring us examples of questionable things where the police looks like they probably kind of did the right thing, or at least it wasn't as bad as, as it was told. And then over time, you kind of develop, all right, I see what's going on here. You go and you break down income inequality statistics and, and statistics about women's earnings and things like that. And you realize the same complaints, the same people making the complaints, and you realize those are BS. So time after time after time, when you look into more detail, you realize it's not the same story which makes you think maybe I should look into the more detail next time they make a claim, which is yeah. what we will do. All right. Uh, coming up, I, I want to get into a, uh, a story that we got into a little bit on the radio towards the end of the show. that leads to kind of an interesting, to me at least, and I, I think to Stu too, uh, sort of a, re a religious discussion that's, that's kind of interesting. So uh, we're going to get into that story all up in here coming up on the uh, Pat and Stu show. Now, Jeffy, will you burn into flames if we start talking about religion? Oh, geez, I hope not. Well, actually, I wouldn't be so bad. I mean, probably not. Probably not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get. I would cry. Get up like I do when I find bad things about our P5 plus one status. But you know.
Lots and lots of email about a story we talked about a little bit uh, for a while on the radio. It's Alabama pastor's wife who works at this abortion clinic. And, you know, that part of the story is kind of fascinating in and of itself because I'm sure the pastor is preaching pro-life philosophy while his wife works once a week at an abortion clinic. And he just he drives up in his Mercedes, drops her off there, plain view for everybody. They don't seem to be trying to hide anything. And I guess not only does the wife work there once a week, but his son also works there as a security guard. And the interesting, the more interesting part is, is her statement on this. Um, she's, she was confronted about it. And, you know, like some ob- obvious hypocrisy there maybe. But she says, I feel that we've all sinned. True. None of us are perfect. True. No sin is greater than any other sin. Not so true as far as I'm concerned. Um, She says, I don't know why, other than that's the only decision, abortion, that a woman could make. That's her right to make that decision because that's her body. Now, that sounds very pro-abortion, doesn't it? Pro-choice, if you will, Mm -hmm. to to coin their nice little phrase. But what we've kind of focused on more on, on radio was, and, and Stu has heard this before too, and I, I, it was a new concept to me until about 10 years ago, I think, when somebody told me this in Houston, that no sin is, is any bigger than any other sin. And, you know, there are Bible verses that sort of back that up, I guess, because any sin will separate you from God. I mean, that's true. Yeah, that's kind of the, 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 the defense scripturally on it. Which, But I think that says something totally different. At least to yeah, me, it does. It does. And I think murder separates you further from God than, say, if I take a piece of bread. Yeah, the, if I guess I'm Jean Valjean and I'm hungry and I need to feed my daughter and I grab a loaf of bread. Okay, that, that's not as bad as genocide to me. You know, I'm going to go with you on that one. You know, um, and of course, mm-hmm. there are two things. First of all, there's the earthly consequence to an action, which I think everybody would agree on. That there one. are varying degrees, and that it's obviously worse to commit genocide. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the issue there, when when they talk about sin being sin, and and it is, is that you can't get away with little mini sins. Like they don't want to. The Bible does not want to encourage you to be like, ah, you know, you do some stuff here and there, no big deal. Also, the idea is that if you um, seek uh, the religious uh, path of uh, salvation, um, you are able to, uh, even if you are the worst person in the world, overcome those things, and, mm-hmm. and, and, but you have to do it the right way. That's, you know, again, we're talking about uh, it's sort of a theological discussion here. But the point is, I don't think it means that, yeah, pretty much, uh, you know, stealing a, a, a chocolate bar and murder are the exact same thing. No. It, I mean, it can't be. It doesn't make any sense to me, <laughs> <laughs> Man, am but, I glad to hear that. But there have been Bible verses cited like, uh, uh, was it James 2.10, I think, was mm-hmm. one of them. We're kind of leads you to believe that. But there's other Bible, Bible verses as well, like, like Matthew 12.31 and 32 that says, And so I tell you, every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven. But blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven either in this age or in the age to come. Now, that's a varying degree of sin to me. Um, and there are, there are more like that, like flee from the sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Uh, again, that's another one that you separates. Are, uh, so there, there you go. Will that buy me again? I shan't. I shan't be doing it. Uh, but uh, you, can, you can read this on your own. It's available in many bookstores. 
You know, in it fact, is. some have said it, it's a pretty big selling book, too. Uh, there have I mean, been several copies. It's sold. not Fifty Shades of Grey big. No, I mean, no, I mean it's, uh, yes, it is bigger than that, but uh, not by much. Okay, I mean, it by one, it's only a few billion uh, that it is sold. So it's pretty close, I think. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'd love to hear from, you know, your thoughts. I, I, this is a fascinating discussion to me. Um, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK, if you have any thoughts on it. Jeffy, I mean... All sin to you just doesn't exist, right? Because what was your theory again? You said it to us a little while ago. It was the Jeffy Bible if, the, from the from Jeffy two eighteen. I don't. What the heck did I say? You said uh, if uh, if you didn't if you don't think if, it's sin. It ain't. If you don't think it's sin, it, it ain't. ain't. <laughs> that's, that's a Jeffy way of looking at it. That's Jeffy two eighteen. <laughs> and so you see people holding that sign uh, up at the ball games. Jeffy two eighteen. <laughs> I don't think it's in. It ain't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is an interesting... Uh, some would say it's a little bit of moral relativism. Some would say that. Uh, I personally would not. Because those are the sticklers. They are sticklers. Oh, those are the self-righteous, the uh, holy Thank the you. thou. People, oh, my gosh. Right? So sick of those people. Right. Mm -hmm. I think we all are. Um, so, Jeffy, uh, when you're doing these uh, sexual improprieties, uh, you're on some shady website and you're posting your profile picture, and then people show up for the actual tryst and then see you and are very disappointed. Would you say this is a common occurrence? All you need is one, Stu. <laughs> Again, how creepy. Um, this same thing is going on with uh, hotels, apparently. Uh, hotels are posting pictures of their own hotels, and then people get to those hotels, oh, and those yeah. hotels do not look like those hotels. Is that what's happening? Yeah, it's a little bit of an issue. We have some pictures here. This is Business Insider. Uh, put these uh, lists together. Not a my good. My wife is pissed. That she should not she, happen. In she a... checks them out online, the ho different hotels that, we're, yeah. that she'll be staying at or will be staying at. And if they're not. So you guys have been burned by this? Well, she's pretty good. The reviews are usually pretty good. If you check the reviews, uh, people, you know, overall, if it's bad, you. Yeah. Pretty good. My feeling is that this should not happen in a P5 plus no one nation. It just shouldn't <laughs> Thank happen. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Okay, so let's look. Give us the nice-looking one first, okay? Can we do that? Okay. Uh, here is the nice-looking picture of the hotel. Now, you go to this hotel. Well, that's wow, not a right? hotel. That seems to be a girl on a beach. Thank you. It's a beach at a hotel. Thank you very oh, okay. much for clarifying right. that. Okay. People would have had right. no idea I was whatsoever. Just, I was... No, people, I would have been so no, confused. I'm to clarify. honestly thanking you. Because no, I mean, this, people would have no idea. This chick in a bikini, in a white bikini, does not look like a hotel to me. <laughs> uh, so here's what you're supposed to get when you go travel to this hotel. What do you actually get? You get uh, this. Oh, oh wow. Look. Uh, it's a beach. Wow. But it's pretty, not, that's pretty close. Yeah, it's no. a little misleading. <laughs> a little misleading. It's, I mean, it's not. It doesn't look horrifically awful. No, it but it, but I no, mean, it does not. No, it's not that. Go back to the first picture and compare and contrast, because it's not that. No. Wow, just the color of the sand and the and the water. <laughs> it is a, a completely wow. big difference. Okay, let's uh, do another one. If we could do the nice one first that's again, that would be uh, fantastic. Look at that. I mean, that's beautiful. You're in front of the mountains. You're on a little raft of beautiful water. You're sipping a drink. Although, again, it's a little misleading because they're not saying, hey, here's your hotel. Right. They're saying, here's these people enjoying themselves somewhere near our hotel. It's true. Of, aren't they? So is that they area... They might not even say that. They're just leading you to believe that. <laughs> right. right. Uh, so right. is it is that area this, the same as this area? Because that's apparently uh, the area where this is taken, <laughs> and it does not look quite as. Uh... 
It doesn't look terrible, though. No, it does not. It uh, it's terrible. in an infinity pool. It looks pretty nice. It does look okay, but it looks a little I would not small. be super pissed at that one. A little small. Would you? A little small. Yeah, small. Okay. okay. I'll uh, give you that. Ne <laughs> next up. Yeah, here's, here's a hotel uh -huh. picture. This go. is actually inside a hotel, Pat. Now, I know Looks it's not nice. a whole hotel. It's actually just one room in the hotel, if you wanted to make that distinction. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thank, in a P5 plus one nation, you should clarify you that. You should clarify should that. Thank you. This is be just a one bed in a hotel. But it looks really nice. Wouldn't you say that? It looks like a nice yeah. hotel yeah. room right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's the real hotel. Uh, now, look. I mean, it's not It's not. That's nice. not that different. Uh, it's pretty different. Uh, no, go back to the first again. Okay. Uh, how about now? Better, worse, or about the same? Uh, go back to one, please. If we can go if it, one, like so, you're just or two, one, or two. <laughs> I mean, that's bad. When you see the full picture, that it is. I don't know. It's I mean, super misleading. It does seem like it is an actual picture of the room, but that's yeah. but it's very focused. Tiny. Yeah. That's a smart way to. To present that, this happens that's all the a time. Bad room. Yeah, when you're selling your house, they do this all the time. Yes, they um, do. They, they take the pictures yeah. of like the fisheye lenses, so they look yeah. like gigantic. The room's like enormous, so people <laughs> show up to the showings, and then they get there and like, okay, this looks okay. When we came to Texas, I can't tell you how many things we saw online and that looked, wow, that looks fantastic. Really, that's only that price? Okay, then you go there with the realtor, and it's like, what the hell? That is not the same house. No. Because they do mislead you that way. Yeah. And it's upsetting. So if you pay a whole bunch of money to go to a place where you think is going to be a beautiful tropic, tropical location with a really big, beautiful hotel room, and then it's not, mm -hmm. I, I'd be irritated. Here's a pool at another hotel room, uh, and it looks very nice. A uh, little cityscape oh, yeah, in the that's background. Really nice. I mean, it's really nice. I like nice. that a lot. You got the nice blue I'd go there. water. Would you go there? I'd oh, go yeah, there. totally. That's mm -hmm. a rooftop pool. It looks awesome. Uh, and this is what you really get. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Outside of Macy's? <laughs> That's a good one. What? <laughs> That's great. Let's go back to the other. Let me see the first picture of that. See so the Macy's okay. is to the left. They just didn't take <laughs> yeah. a picture of that. That's great. Uh, that is awesome. That is awesome. If you owned the hotel, you'd be taking that shot, too. Yeah, I mean, you look yeah. at it. It's the most. These aren't like... It's not like they photoshopped in, uh, you know, a yes. the Grand Canyon in the background. No, and it's right. not there. I mean, it, that picture obviously exists if you're looking in particular directions. It's just the yeah. most flattering picture right. available. Okay, cool. Any more? Uh, let's see what we else. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh, that, nice. How do you? You can't fake this one. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You got an infinity pool uh, into uh, into the ocean. Into the ocean. I mean, this looks incredible. Mm -hmm. And here's what it really looks like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it does not look as nice. Uh, <laughs> no, but I don't know that that's. I don't know. That, I don't know that's, that that's terrible. terrible. I don't know no, either. Not terrible. I don't know. They did take a more flattering photo, mm -hmm. but I mean, that's did, what you did. Did they lie? No. no. All right. Any more? Any more? We have. Okay. <laughs> now this is just a. Wait a minute. We're gonna we're gonna go visit these two guys. <laughs> these guys are actually uh, ugly. <laughs> this kid is actually really <laughs> ugly. In the I don't next even photo. know how that promotes your hotel. <laughs> and then that's what you're in. Okay. So that's, yeah, that's ugly. Yeah, that's that's ugly. But that's why they only took a shot of two people. Right. <laughs> now this up. is a nicely decorated hotel room, a little chaise mm. situation almost, a little like a very comfortable area to kind of mm -hmm. relax. Can they give you some mm -hmm. grapes there? With mm -hmm. Some grapes, yeah. Mm -hmm. looks good. All right. All right. And what do you really get? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that one's pretty bad because uh, you don't. I mean, the point is you're looking right into a building, essentially. Uh, but again, all right. Okay, and then, I don't know. Why don't you tell us how many more we have so we keep... Last one, okay. Uh, so Okay, beautiful. so you think you're going to visit her. Yep. And she's topless in the pool. Yep. But what you really get is... 
that. Yeah, that one actually you know, looks pretty good. That's, that, I don't I'll, mind that at all. Okay, so know, the girl's not in there. She's not there. Yeah, but the chick's not in there. But that's still a nice play. Yeah, <laughs> yes, pretty it is. good actually. Yes, uh, it looks is. Actually oh, I don't mind nice. that at all. I would not be pissed at that. That that looks nice. Yeah, yeah. That uh, looks now, nice. So most of them, though, I will say, were maybe a little misleading, but yeah. not straight out like there. I'm surprised we didn't have some where it was just like you know not totally even egregious. the same pool. You yeah. know, like they just took a stock yeah. photo. It'd be so easy to do. You could easily do that. All right, triple eight seven two seven Beck. I'm sure Jeffy, you do that on a, a lot of your websites, right? Take pictures of girls who really don't appear on your website, and you just but they do appear on your website. Do they? All of them? The yes. ones that you promote? They do appear. I Triple eight seven two seven Pat Welcome to it. Uh, we have uh, some interesting offbeat holidays that you can enjoy this month. Oh, cool! In uh, March, you know, a lot of people this time of year think, "Ah, oh, gosh, <laughs> there's really nothing to look forward to except St. Patrick's Day." In, oh, this yeah, that? in this company, St. Patrick's Day has been a big deal for a long time. Yeah, I wonder if that's... Uh, I don't know if it still will be. Uh, it's going to continue. Uh, be interesting to see. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's been since the beginning, really, of this company. And we've spent uh, the day out... Many people, not everyone. Not, not everyone, of course. not Pat Gray. Yeah, I skip uh, it. Glenn skips it. But yeah. a, a lot of people enjoy it and... Out drinking uh, for the day, basically. It, and it's really a rule. You can't just stay home. You don't have to drink, of course, but... Uh, but you, you do have to go to the bar. You either have to go right? to the bar and, and hang out with everybody, everybody or go to work. You can't stay home. Right. You know, and... And, uh, it's kind of funny. Yeah. And then the list of rules has always been outlined. But anyway, so there's more than that to this month. Um, like March 2nd, which I we missed it. It was fun facts about Names Day. And we didn't even celebrate it this year. It pisses me off. Like, for example, uh, the name Jeffy uh, also means Satan. Right. It's a fun fact. It does? It's a fun fact, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I mean, we, I assume. I mean, not? we might as well go ahead and celebrate that. I mean, it's a little belated, but still... You, you want to mention that, mm -hmm. right? Uh, on March 3rd, it's National Anthem Day. That was yesterday. We missed that one. Oh, too. yeah. That's the one where they put the, uh, the P5 plus P5 one nation plus in one. it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, oh, say, can you see the P5 one plus one nations? Bright, dirty, glee. glee. Uh, yeah, that's how it originally went. I think that's and what then, it is, right? And then Herbert Hoover changed it. Uh, bastard. Back in uh, 1931, which is why Glenn, I think, hates it, because it was a progressive era type of decision to put the national anthem as the Star Spangled Banner. I, frankly, love the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> yeah, I, do. I love it. It's a great, it, it, it gives me chills every yes. time. There's sometimes when I'm, I'll be singing in a stadium or whatever when you're starting the game, and I, I can't even make it through it because I get all stupid and emotional really? over it. I do. I mean, it's not changing. It's not telling you a new story, is it? No, but I, it's the same story, and it gets me every time. Yeah, no, it's great. It gets me every, it's like Brian's song. It gets me every time. <laughs> <laughs> Although it doesn't get you anymore. Brian's song does not get you Not anymore. anymore. No. I, I just recently saw that thinking, oh, man, I'm going to cry like a girl again. And I'm like, that's not exactly the way I remembered it. Yeah, I've said this before. The original Charlotte's Web cartoon is that for me. I, I cannot get through it to this day. Really? I, I can't. But poor Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte, here's this... This wonderful, wonderful she's, creature. She's a fantastic spider. Who's sitting there. I'm and not she, sure there's ever been a better spider right, than Charlotte. Probably the best spider ever. Yeah. And here's Charlotte. <laughs> she's up there putting words. She's learning languages, weaving words into freaking webs. And hey, let's learn? praise the pig. 
Right. Because the pig is the one here that stands out, not the freaking spider who's up there uh, putting words in her webs, and not even the rat who went to find the freaking rappers to teach them the words, but the spider, the one who basically traced a rapper. Uh, that's not that's not impressive at all. How? But the freaking pig who sits mm -hmm. down there and talks to Charlotte. Nothing. Wow, let's save that pig's life. Good job, Wilbur. Don't get up today. You just relax right there. We'll get the web thing done for you. <laughs> Uh, you, are you still having a tough time getting through that like that? Like, I, he's welling up. I right legitimately welling up. Cannot make it through that movie without crying. I, I, it's every time. Like I never think of it, and then it just all of a sudden sneaks up on me. And then she sings that last little song. It's, oh, it's the worst. <laughs> do you do you so break good. it out every so often just because you know you? you know, I try not to because it, it puts it really does do that to me. She's so good. She's so sweet. I love her. Yeah, she's awesome. I do love Charlotte. Seriously, best spider of all time. Best spider of all time. Of all time. All, almost all the other ones Spider Man? Suck. Yeah, I don't. Oh, Spider Man sucks. Charlotte is the only spider I actually have any kind of affinity for. The only one. There's no other spider I like. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's, I mean, that's a little racist. Still, it's high praise. I think. High praise for a spider. <laughs> okay, it is. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, notebook. This is a little off topic of. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, notebook. Notebook. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Every time. Mm -hmm. Every time. I, I can't. I don't even try to watch that movie anymore. Because really? that's the same thing. It's like yeah. it's not. It's not like Charlotte's Web where I like love it from like my childhood. It's like it was a movie I saw and I was like, holy crap, this is the worst. And it was. It did totally make. I cried like a girl and watching that movie at the end of it. It's, but it's, I, a, it's not one. I'm, I'm, I hope to honestly never watch it again. It's a beautiful movie. I yeah, love I would agree with you. It's about eternal love. I. It's I, a I little. Tell my wife that she does not like to cry. And so she right. doesn't like movies like that because they the, yeah. the way they make her feel. And so she, to this day, she hasn't watched it. And he I'm like, about, it's, he was about it's, ready to say something bad about the movie there for a second. It's too. ultimately oh, yeah. it's ultimately not a sad movie. It's ultimately happy. Yeah, it's it, there's a little bit of ups and downs at the beginning of that. Yeah. When you really kind of look at it, you're like, eh, she's not exactly the ideal angel that I want at the end of this movie. But what there, are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. She does. She does a little. I don't know if it's exactly fair. We've talked about this before. Yes, we have. And you're going to piss me off again. No, I was right last time. I'll be right again if we do it again. But where is <laughs> it? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, now that we've gotten off. I front. don't have it in front what of me. Is, what is your oh, oh, you care about so much about it, you can't even remember it. No, it, it was. It says okay. she. Uh, she is with guy A, right? Yes. And then okay, she's with Ryan Gosling, right? Right. And who's and then, the other guy? And then the other guy, the pretty the military boy, military guy, the Mr. military Mr. guy that she meets in the war, Mr. who's Broker, been all. Yeah. Uh, Injured and he's yeah. into that full body cast. Okay, no, he's all better. Thinking Ryan Gosling is gone, gone. gone. History out of the picture. Doesn't everything. know if he's alive or dead. Doesn't know what became of him because she never got any of his letters. So what is your issue then? I can't remember that it she now. goes off. Yeah, she with just dumped. One you know, the, her issue was that she just dumped. She, she rich jumped. Guy. She jumped the nice guy who was treating her fine. Okay, and he was. And he was. See, that's that's, that's that's the part. That's what makes this movie so great. Because it's is about that they true don't love. Stereotype yes. the other guy as a villain. He's actually a great guy. Yeah, but he gets screwed. He I mean, does. look at that movie from his yeah, perspective. He, does. he did nothing wrong. Well, I don't care. I don't like him. Because I like because I like Ryan Gosling. That's the point. Plus, that's why. Love. That's why. It's love. You can't. You can't. Mess sorry, it up. you're right. a great guy, but I don't love you. Uh, this is. Uh, I believe <laughs> this is another one from uh, Jeffy eight fourteen, which is love is just a number, uh, and it's in that area where you, you can't discuss help this concept. Love. No, you can't help who you love. I think. <laughs> On that note, love is a many splendid thing. Yeah, I love it. I've said it for years. And I'll continue to say it. And maybe we'll get to this March holiday thing another time.
Or maybe not. You know, maybe next March. Yeah. All right. See you later. Bye.